Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com The most celebrated name in live comedy is finally coming to Las Vegas. The Comedy Cellar is opening this April at the Rio Hotel and Casino. Since 1982, the Comedy Cellar has been home to the premier names in comedy. And now, on April 5th, the Comedy Cellar is bringing that tradition to the world-famous Rio Hotel and Casino. The Comedy Cellar at the Rio combines the reputation of New York comedy with the glamour of Sin City. Come see the best comedians in the world Perform at the Comedy Cellar, now at the Rio. Tickets available at ComedyCellar.com and Ticketmaster.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You're going to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your freak flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast uh, on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or follow me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the Strictly Anonymous podcast, you could go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on Be on the Show. Send me an email. I'll have you on my show. This is a call and advice show. I really like helping people. I really think I even help the people that call in with all their like crazy sexual stuff, but I really like regular problems too. So if you're a person with a regular problem and you need advice because your friends don't want to fucking hear it anymore... Or you're somebody that leads a secret life or an interesting life or a naughty life, you know, that kind of stuff. Look at the titles. <laughs> you could be on my show. Uh, you could either send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or click on my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. You could buy my book. It's called, it's on my website. It's buy my book. I'm writing another book called Perry Fucking Menopause. <laughs> And that's for all you older girls out there and all you older guys that are wondering what the fuck is going on with your older girlfriends, mothers, wives, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else? Uh, who do I have on the show today? No, what I was going to say is, did you hear that uh, commercial for Comedy Cellar? I used to work at the Comedy Cellar when, uh, not the Comedy Cellar, at the club next door, but the owner owned both places, Cafe Watt and the Comedy Cellar. And he fired me for spitting in people's drinks. <laughs> <laughs> my friends used to call me the mad spitter. That's a true story. Like when I was younger, I just didn't know how to deal with my anger. So I would like spit in my customers drinks and it would make me feel better. And it's not, <laughs> it's not something I would ever do. Not for like the past, like probably so many years. Like I really have, I don't condone it, but I think it's kind of funny, even though it's very wrong and I would never do it. And it, the weird thing is, is that owner has a mutual friend. We're friends with a mutual guy, a guy. We have a friend who's mutual or something like that. <laughs> and like he still up to recently had held a grudge on me for spitting in his customers drinks. And it's just like, dude, I would see him and he'd be so rude to me. And then finally, I was just like, do you still hate me because of like what happened 20 years ago? 
He was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, like I really apologize. Like I am not that person. (laughs) You know, and I had to really apologize. And I just want to say one thing because as somebody who was like really fucking crazy when I was younger and, and did a lot of really bad things. I mean, I had gotten thrown out of like three high schools. I was maybe not so nice to people. Like I, I was a crazy drunk. I slept with a lot of people. I got fired from jobs because I would tell people off. Like this is like I was like out of control, right? <laughs> but that was like in my 20s. And the weird thing is, is like I'll meet people now and I'm in like my late 40s and I'm a completely different person. And people will still like look at me funny or sort of define me by what I did in my 20s. And for all you people in your 20s and for all you older people that are older, like, hey, you're not, you shouldn't define somebody by what they do in their 20s. You know, a lot of time has gone by. People change. Most people, I don't know, maybe other people don't change. I changed a lot and I'm a different person and I don't, I'm not anything like the person I was in my 20s. But after I apologized, he accepted it and that's that. I don't even know why I got into that. It's like funny backstory on me. But um but yeah, so don't judge some people that are in their 40s by who they, what they did in their 20s cuz this is like another lifetime, you know? And people that are in their 20s that are fucking up and doing crazy things like you have all the rest of your life to change and most likely you will clean up your act and become a decent person. I know I was very wayward. <laughs> And I turned my shit around. But the weird thing is, is like a lot of people that I went to school with are still all the wayward people I went to school with were still very wayward. So maybe it's maybe that's not true. Maybe you should judge people and just don't judge me. (laughs) But Anyway, I have a guy on named Brad who you shouldn't judge, even though he's blowing guys left and right behind everyone's back and nobody knows uh, because he, that's what he likes to do. He's another one of these bi guys that doesn't think he's bi, but we talk about that right off the bat because that's always like the most interesting thing to me. Um, but this is a guy that's been, and he's he's interesting because he's very specific about what he likes to do with guys. And I'm not going to get into too much detail because you'll have to listen to the episode. Uh, but it's interesting. He does a lot of stuff with guys, even though he's just interested interested in doing one thing there's many variations of that and he's really into it (laughs) and uh he does like to be humiliated like jizz on the face kind of humiliated you know remember my jizz quiz i don't know i have a whole thing about that we discuss it uh but he likes to be humiliated and stuff and that plays into his relationships with men not relationships with men he would get mad at me if he heard me say that his uh sexual encounters with men his secret sexual encounters with men because there are they they're all a big fat secret he has never Never told anyone about this and he's been doing this since he's been in his 20s um, and unlike me he hasn't changed he's still doing it in his 40s <laughs> anyway so now there's a point to my whole stupid story um, I'll be gonna be right back on with Brett do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Um, uh, hey, Brad. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How are you, Kathy? I'm good. I love your accent. We don't, you know, this is like an anonymous thing, so I, I can't ask you where you're from, nor do I really care, but I love, I do like your accent. <laughs> you just, yeah. You're definitely from the South, right? And yeah, East Coast, yes. Yeah, there you go. And, um, and so you found my podcast, and like, you know, you're very similar to other guys that I've had on my show, and it, it, 
it's obvious to me, I think, because I've been doing my show for like four years and have so many guys that write it and have the same thing that a lot of guys are doing what you do. Like there's just a lot of guys behind their wives, girlfriends, backs that are like blowing guys or fucking guys doing stuff with other guys, right? And nobody's talking about it, right? And you're you're another one of those. I find the most interesting thing, and we'll just get, we'll just talk about this and get this over with before I hear your whole story. I find the most interesting thing about these kind of guys and you said it right in your first email is that you, you like what your the first sentence in your email was like uh, I just want to let you know that I love to like su- I mean this is, I'm paraphrasing right I love to suck cock but I'm not attracted to guys at all right and like across the That's board true. I would say 80% of the guys that do this kind of thing on the side that you know are heterosexual but like are blowing guys on the side will always be like but I'm not bi or I'm not into guys or you know it's always that thing but I'm like, how could you not think you're into guys if like a dick is like a guy? Like that part of the body is a guy, right? So if you're into that, isn't that being into guys? Like, don't you think? Well, it can be in a way, but it is, I mean, like a beautiful hard cock right in front of you. And I mean, it is. That's I mean, a, if but, you want to say that's being into guys, I guess you could say it is being into guys. Well, girls don't have that. That's like saying like... You know, don't you, but like, I don't know what it is. I'm just trying to get the psychology behind why guys like, and I guess it's so like, it's like psych 101. Like you probably, you don't want to, you can't sort of say that because you think it sort of means something like maybe that like, cause I had a last guy on and I think he thought it meant that he was gay when I was trying to like explain that the difference between bi and gay and he was able to be like, okay, yeah, I'm bi, but I'm not gay because you know, I'm not into guys but there's a difference between guys that are into guys romantically and guys that are into guys sexually right um so it's like do you is it that you you would think that if you were attracted to guys that would mean you're gay or do you not even think that you're bi I don't I don't necessarily identify myself as bi I can't see myself like going out on a date other than maybe but that's not bi but that's not bi that's more gay because that's like a romantic relationship bi is like you just you can be sexually attracted by both male and female. That would be bi. Well, if you wanted to say that I was sexually attracted to a nice cock, yeah, you could say that, yeah, that is. That's a man. Yeah. Bi trait, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, you're bi. But, but I don't know why people, I think it's like some sort of weird thing because I think you just proved my point that I think that guys are so hung up on the gay thing, which I don't, I don't get because, you know, what's the big deal? Whatever you like, you like, whatever. But that, you know, you 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 can't even ad- sort of admit it because you think it means you're gay when it's like bi. There's this whole other thing, which is bisexual, and it's very different than being a homosexual, and that's probably what you are, right? Um, and all these guys are, but they all are kind of like you. Like, they, they think that them being into a guy would mean that they're gay, and since they don't feel that they are, they think they're not into guys at all. What the truth is, is that you are into guys, just you're into them just sexually, which makes you bisexual. Because you're very into women, right? Fooling around with women, like sexually speaking, like a woman's body does everything for you too, right? A woman is very beautiful, you know, different type of creature, you know what I'm... Mm -hmm. And you don't have that taboo uh, sexual encounter with them like you do with a guy, like, like if you're on your knees sucking a guy's dick, for example. For you, right, for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's a real charge. It's almost like an electric charge that goes through you. You know what I mean? Well, for you, right, because it's like, for you, it's just the naughtiest thing you could be doing. Uh, Exactly. It really is. And you wind up with 
different things different guys want to do but that i'm not into and Uh that can ruin some encounters but i'm just you know not into it and so i just kind of walk away i do have enough willpower to do that but i can't i don't have enough willpower to stop sucking dicks i mean because you love it let me ask you this yeah let me ask you this let's start from the beginning so like i mean when did you find out how did you realize this was something that you were into and then how did you sort of to fulfill your fantasy that first time like what happened how did you go about it i mean it almost evolved was like the internet you know the internet uh-huh. has made it so simple in these days how old are you by the way i'm in my mid-40s okay cool so it started with the internet so were you older when that you this started i was in like my late 20s when i had my first encounter okay cool but you did you know before like when did you realize like oh secretly like and didn't tell anyone like you were like, like into that part like of a guy if you were to go back to like the mid nineties, like when Yahoo message boards started to come out, mm-hmm. I started to toy around with it. And it went for several years before I ever made that first connection. I would chat with guys on there about it and like me sucking them off, but I would never complete the deal. Right. So to speak, you know, you what didn't I mean? meet because anybody. It was just a sort of an online kind of a thing. And then once you, you got off from it, there, you were done. You, you were sitting there talking with guys mm-hmm. and, and, and eventually responding to ads and you start making your own ads. So it's like it's built like just talking to them is not giving you that thrill anymore. It's like tra- chasing a drug high. Yeah, chasing the dragon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now I you mean, need more and more to get so the, now, to feed it, to get that same feeling. Now you're posting an ad, right? Uh-huh. And now you're posting an ad and, and guys are responding to it. Mm-hmm. And, and sooner or later... Something comes by because I scream like the Red Cross. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you mean when you're, when you're uh, like, have, what do you mean? Like when you're having an orgasm? Like, like if I'm sitting down here, if I'm trying to hook up with a guy and I know I want to suck his dick, I'll find out like what type of personality traits and stuff and it, and it'll set them off in the beginning. A lot of them will just walk away because I don't like, like with the 20 questions and everything. But like, I'll be like, Ask the guy, like, are you trying to get anal out of this? I mean, I'm just looking for a no recip, just give you no reciprocation head. I, I don't want any kind of anal or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want any kind of boyfriend relationship stuff and and things like that. You mean because you, so you're grilling them is when, I don't, I didn't understand that term. So well, what I'm you mean really is like you're grilling, grilling them? them? I'm fi- I'm finding out what they want. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, if they want anal sex, to me, that's going to be an X. I'm not going to meet them. Right. You have a very specific thing that you're interested in. Now, let me ask you this. How did you, I mean, just, I just want to rewind, like, right before, like, the whole Yahoo Messenger thing. Like, wh- how old were you? Was it a very young age that you realized that you were attracted to guys in that way? Or did it start on Yahoo with women and then you figured, like, how did, when did you first remember sort of realizing that you had this kind of a thing? You know, that you were into this. I would probably say I was in high school when I started to think that, hey, I mean, potentially I would do it, but I didn't think I ever would do it. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. And you were dating girls and all that stuff. Right, and I was living with a girl and online cruising the mm-hmm. yahoo message board and mm-hmm. uh, uh, yahoo message board doesn't exist anymore now everybody knows it's all just craigslist stuff and stuff like that yeah but back then it was the yahoo message message board mm-hmm. 
Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline, 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too, so you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And anyway, you start cruising these ads and stuff, and I posted an ad, and I'm like, uh-oh. And, and I flaked out a lot of times. I would say I would meet a guy, and I'd set it up and everything. And then right, I would you just, just kept, out. But you just kept getting closer and closer because— You kept getting closer right. and closer, and you know eventually what this is going to lead to. going to lead you lead to me with a dick in my mouth is what happened. <laughs> you know, right. what, did, what happened. Right. Yeah. And but so wait, how I, did that first, so you're, so you're at the point where you're like making ads, right? And you make a bunch of them and before you really meet somebody and then what was the ad and like how, why, what was it about that one guy? Was it just because you needed to actually meet the person to get your fix? Um, well, I posted an ad mm-hmm. and, and I could just tell you about the first guy that I met. I mean, just how I, can, I posted an ad as mm-hmm. usual mm-hmm. and I live close to the 95 corridor. I-95 corridor heading south. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I met this guy sent me a message. And back then, you know, you didn't have as many cell phone dick pics and stuff like that. Yeah. But he did send me a picture. And I mean, it was this nice, beautiful eight inch looking, eight inch looking cut cock that he had. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, and he, he just fit everything that I was looking for. I mean, he was a married guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was already in a relationship with someone. Mm-hmm. He was just looking for a good blow job. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how good I would be. Right. Okay. And it was on down. I mean, he was probably a little bit older than I was, which that was fine. My age range was somewhere around my age. So yeah, that won't fit. And eventually now see, I've been talking with different guys and chatting and setting up these meets and never being able to meet. I said, I'm going to meet this guy, you know, I'm going to meet. And I, and I told him from the, from the get go, from the start Mm -hmm. that, uh, I might not, might not do anything with him. Right. Mm -hmm. You're testing. Yeah. I would just meet him Mm -hmm. and we'll just see how it goes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the guy's married and he's, Turns out he's going to go meet his wife. She's already in Orlando going down to Disney World. Oh, my God. Hear this, ladies? <laughs> yeah. So he I stayed mean, behind but, and he was going to meet he, her. He had to stay behind Yeah. because of his work. Mm-hmm. And he explained that because I was wondering why he was not with his wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. But anyway, he's traveling by car, like in a rental car. I think he's something like that. But anyway. No, that's not the here nor there. So I tell him to meet me at a 
shopping center that was right off the interstate and it was near a pizza hut so i met him in that pizza hut walking lot knew which vehicle to look for and i met him mm-hmm. and we talked for a few minutes in the parking lot and he said look i mean i don't have a whole lot of time he said you want to go ahead and do it or not and i said yeah if you want to come back to my place i you know i invited him back to my place and it's a couple miles outside of town and then and his pick was for real. I mean, when he pulled it out, it was all there. Oh, right. And, it was a real deal. Uh-huh. And it was as was yeah. it as amazing as you wanted it to be or thought it would be? It was the most thrilling thing I had ever done in my life. Wow. And up to this, I mean, the whole deal about get, I mean, getting him out, getting him up. I mean, he was semi-hard when he came out, right? Mm-hmm. And then I had to get down on my knees and I worked him up, you know, just a standard blow job and everything. And it was like that first drug high, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I work him up and I finally, I mean, he's already told me he's got to go ahead and get going. Right. Because it's a tense situation for him also, you know what I mean? What do you mean tense? Well, meeting a stranger, getting sucked off. I mean, yeah, but maybe it wasn't his first time. Did he say it was his first time? He was probably, he could, he could have been a professional, you know? Uh, and I've ran across guys like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I mean, but anyway. You're probably a professional I, now. Yeah, probably. But yeah. I mean, I'm uh, I, well experienced, I would say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, I wind up sucking this guy off and. And he gets off and he blows his massive load right in my mouth and half of it in my mouth, half of it all over, half of it on my face, as I recall. And he pulls out and he's like zipping up, heading out the door, mm-hmm. you know, which was, and I'm just sitting there like that, that, I don't know. I mean, it was an amazing feeling. But you felt like your mouth had just been used, you know. I mean, you have that your where your lips have been running up and down the shaft so much. Mm-hmm. Your lips feel a little bit numb, you know. Mm-hmm. And you got a a metallic, salty taste in your mouth from where you got off, you know. Right, you swallow. I'm assuming. Well, the bit that went in my mouth, I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But are you and into that? Oh, yeah. I mean, after you do it a few times, it's no problem, you know? Right. But you remember every little detail. Because, I mean, like, it, you know, as a woman that give blows jobs, like, I don't remember how used and abused my mouth feels because you just, like, sort of do it. But I think it's because, for you, this was such a built-up thing. Like, you know, that, that right. feeling and every little detail that you remember, I think it's just because it was like you were just, like, really in the moment enjoying it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it was like a perfect scenario, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like now I've got cum dripping down my face. I got that salty taste in my mouth. My mm-hmm. lips feel, I would say your lips, after you've been, if, if you know what I'm talking about, they've been riding up and down on a cock shaft for about 10, 15 minutes or so. Yeah. And of course, you're mixing it up some, but I wasn't as good then, but, you know, you're mixing it up some, but your lips feel a little bit numb. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I guess. And, yeah, but um, but anyway, he's gone. I'm sitting there, clean myself up a little bit, and then 
the feelings, the wash of regret just washes over top of you, especially. <laughs> I always ask people, like, how do you feel like right after, right? Because it's like you become like sober, you know, and after you, you're like, oh, what the it's fuck like did a, I just do? Yeah, like, what the hell did I just do? I but mean, wait, let me just ask did, you a quick question. Did you have any kind of orgasm? Like, were you jerking yourself off? Like, well, how did you get off in that scenario? No, I don't like to get off in their presence. Okay, so so when did that wave of regret happen? Right after you after, did it with him or after, after you he came? was gone. Mm-hmm. After he was gone. Mm-hmm. And I had cleaned myself up some. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Then I... I'm cl- and then I jerk off thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and what, this is what you just sucked the dick. That's what you just did. And then, and then, and then you get I horny again, off, right? And you're not feeling bad about it. And then you jerk yourself off. And then what? And then you feel guilty all over again. <laughs> and, and and I've looked it up online about when you achieve, when the male achieves a climax, he has, like, you know, like, girls will always be talking about, like, well, after he gets off, he doesn't want to have anything to do with me anymore. Yeah, he's got to go in the cave. Yeah, the, the brain is, your body is producing hormones that trigger, that trigger that. Yeah, so that you don't get attached to the woman, whereas the woman has the opposite reaction, just so you know, he and has, that's why they get the attached to men, and that's nature right. does that on purpose. Nature has done that on mm-hmm. purpose. That's exactly right. Yeah, it's so fascinating, right? Right, exactly. The, the hormone and the chemical balances that are taking place. But I'm like, after that chemical trigger in me, after orgasm, it, it triggered a very deep regret. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just tell myself, I'm never going to do this again. But wait, let me just ask you this. And we'll probably get into this more a little bit later. But like, do you think that that was, I get the hormone thing of like needing to sort of leave and become detached and like go into the cave and not attached to the woman, the female. But like, do you think that your sort of feeling of regret for what you did was a hormonal reaction or maybe like a psychological, emotional kind of thing that was going on because maybe this is a thing that is, you're not maybe a hundred percent, you know, clear about in your own yeah, mind, yeah, right? Because, because it started as soon as, as soon as he got off, you know, it's the regret started right there. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, that's got to be psychological. Of course, because it has your hormones didn't even kick in yet. You hadn't even done anything. Right. But after he's gone, Mm-hmm. It's like you get a double wave of it. You know what I mean? And you jerk off, and you get a double wave of it. Mm-hmm. And now you and you become addicted. I mean, I'm telling you, it's like a drug addiction. Yeah, the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs. Yeah, you might be like an addict. Do you have any other addictions in your life, like besides this? Uh, no, other than money. <laughs> oh, like you're a big gambler or something? No, no, no. Oh, you just like money. You like to have a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not yeah. it. But you don't have any issues with like alcohol or anything else. You might be no, a sex addict. I believe in that kind of a thing. You know, yeah. people can get addicted to all kinds of things, but it's that rush and it's that, you know, that really, really high and then the crash and then the really, really high and the crash. You know, people can get addicted to like, you know, people, people, you know, and if that person gives them like a, 
inconsistent kind of high by being really nice to them and then totally vanishes, right? Like people have like these sick sort of fascinations with people that treat them like shit. And it's the same thing. It's that. It's, the humiliation. It's, of it, yeah. Well, no, it's the benefit, the benefit, the good, the good, the good. And then the nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the, you know, right. it's like, but that kind of stuff, it's like um, there's, they did studies. It's like the mouse were the, and the reward, the, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a psychological mind fucking game, you know? And so it's, it can be a very addictive thing. So basically you become like the rat on the, on the, in the cage, you know, you're on the circle thing <laughs> and you're always chasing that, you know, more cock because you want that, uh, you know, up and that down. And a, that right. That cock chasing that cock. And <laughs> yeah. to me, it's a, it's a, also has some humiliation aspect to it. Yeah, you use that word in my in your email, and how how is it how is it humiliating? I mean, that's probably part of the thrill for some reason for you, right? Exactly. And it's how the, is it, it? Why would you use that word? Like, what it uh, what about it is humiliating for you? Are they like jizzing on your face? Is it that you're on your knees? Like, what what is it that makes you feel that way? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all, all of, of the above. Mm-hmm. I mean. From servicing a guy all the way through, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and as far as encounters that I like better, mm-hmm. I like more aggressive type men. You know, right? Uh, more verbal. Mm-hmm. I mean, <clears throat> so that you feel more used. Like the more used and abused <laughs> exactly. you feel, right? And the more powerless you feel, the more of a right. turn on it is for you. That's your thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. We could get into then, that. I mean, that, there's probably reasons for that, right? But that's just like, and that's how you set it up for yourself, and that's what you experience in these encounters, I'm assuming. Right. And now, not all guys are going to do it. Some guys just want you to sit, just want to lay black, and they, they mm-hmm. want you to blow them, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But when, like you said before, you get that guy who's more skilled and knows what, the, what time it is on this thing. He, he's there to take total pleasure from yeah. you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I think and some like, guys are the opposite of you. They have the same They have the same sort of uh, thing where they're really into something specific and it's specifically what they like to do is humiliate somebody. So they're on the other end. Like you're, you know, you're living out what they really like, which is them being in the power position, right? Right. Exactly. And they usually... And I'm taking the feminine position on this. You, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm doing, and and so it makes you feel like you have like a connection to how a woman would feel mm-hmm. in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And it really is a turn on. It really is. For I you, mean, that's your thing, right? Uh huh. You know, yeah. And now let me ask it, you this: When you're with a woman, who who are you in that situation? Do you, are you the more aggressive person? Are you pat like how? What is it when you're with a woman? Like, what kind of things do you enjoy? Who do you think you switch up totally, or you're very similar with women? I think I'm in service to them mm-hmm. more so than that. I mean, that dominant male, and I know that women are attracted to that. You mm-hmm. know, and that's who but you are with women. I'm not the dominant male with women either. I mean, I'm more service toward them. So. Uh-huh. It's, plugs into it sexually both ways with men and women for me right. i don't switch up okay cool and do you like some any kind of humiliation stuff with women as well when you're fooling when you're having sex with them it doesn't get to that type of level right okay you, and, you fulfill that with the men in your life probably right yeah yeah right mm-hmm. but, 
Let me ask yeah. you this. When you were with that first guy, right, were you in a relationship? I had just got out of one. Mm-hmm. I had been in a long-term relationship and this thing. And while I was living with her, mm-hmm. I would be on the Internet looking through the at that time, it was mainly Yahoo personals. Yeah. I would be looking through the Yahoo personals and posting some of those ads looking for the type of guy that fit into the criteria that I was looking for to suck his dick. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, I do think that that kind of affects your relationships. Yeah, because there's some part of you that's not really present, right? Right. You're not a hundred percent in. So you know, an intimacy, I, right? I Real intimacy. I, I can't say that that relationship failed because of that, because most relationships fail anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And you were uh, how old at that time? Young twenty, late twenties, uh, like twenties, upper twenties. Right. And how long was yeah. that relationship? Last oh, total four years. Four, four years. years. And it, what? Yeah. And did you ever get married? No. Okay. And so, so you, I mean, we could get more into like what it has to do with like your relationship stuff, but like, so you, that guy, I know, cause you told me in your email that like when he came back up, right. Did he come back? So he went down to meet his wife and then he was driving back alone. Like he didn't, he didn't drive back with her. Maybe yeah, he didn't. she flew down. I think that she flew down to Orlando when she flew back. Oh, and cause he took his car down. He took his car back. Oh, he must've done that car thing all the time. He was probably getting blowjobs all the time. Like that was probably something I I think that he was probably using his work to Yeah. I mean, they do that, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I've heard it all on my show. Now I know for sure that that's the deal. Um, okay, yeah. so when he comes back up, right, he decides to call you up and see if you're around to do the same thing. And you said no at first. Like, you were like, I'm not doing this again. Like, so that sort of uh, regret thing lasted for a little while. Is, is that right? It, it lasted for a long time. He called like a week later. Mm-hmm. And that was in before the day I had a cell phone. I didn't have, I just had a home home phone. Right. And I'm sitting in the living room and I was working two jobs at the time. So it was kind of, I was kind of too busy with work to do anything anyway. Right. But anyway, I just so happened to be home that afternoon and the phone rings and it was him. Mm -hmm. And he leaves a message and says, look, uh, uh, I met you here a few days ago. If you wanted to meet up again, and I just let him leave the message and then hang up. And then he he left. I never met the guy again. Right. I never met him because I was still in that. I can't believe what I fucking did here. You you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe it. Right. And so anyway, he goes on. I just, you know, I'm living by myself at this particular time. I could have easily had him come back over and could have sucked him off again. Right. Mm -hmm. Man, I wish I would have, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. in retrospect, but. You know, you just kind of like a fledgling learning, a fledgling learning how to fly. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, well, I think you were like coming to terms. Like that was like the first time, right? You were like sort of admit, like you really became like a part of yourself that you were keeping under wraps for a really long time, right? I mean, you and- can you you can never unsuck a dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> You either like you're right. You can't go back. This is the only thing you could do is like go forward. Like eventually, you were like 
back on it, right? Like, how long did it take for you to be like, I got it like before, like all of the sort of guilty feelings went away and you became, you know, back to normal and you you were on a mission to go find another one? Uh, I found another one probably within like six weeks. Okay. But I was on, but I was on the boards long before then, probably, probably that night after that guy called. You right. know, I was back on the boards again, looking, just reading the ads and stuff. Try playing it a little safe, but still like, you know, looking around. Mm-hmm. And, and and I finally found a guy who was in a town. Of, uh, I mean, this was a quick, like, if you ever want to give a guy, uh, if you're going to meet a guy and he's looking for car head, you know, meet, suck him off in the parking lot, you know, that's going to be a quick blow and go. So Yeah, I which is what you're looking way. for. Well, Which is good for you, right? The quick blow and go. Isn't that what you want? Because you don't want to be worried that they're looking for something more, right? I would assume that well, that I, would be like perfect for you, no? Yeah, yeah. But it, it it is. But, you know, also I was doing research on the internet, how to give good head and stuff like that. And start to explore things like deep throat and edging. And oh, stuff right, like right. That. So you need a bet. Like you need something to be laying down on and put your head back and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you say, so, you know, because I really, I, he said I did pretty good, but I think that I was missing some technique, you know what I mean? Right, okay. But, I mean, it takes some skill, you know? Yeah, you don't, right, yeah, you have to figure it out and, and be, and you wanted to do, you wanted to give good head. <laughs> right, you want to give good head, I mean, yeah, you want to, yeah that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. because it's going to be more enjoyable for him, and it plays into that he's using you. Your mouth is becoming his pussy, really. Right, and you sort of servicing him in the best way, that's like a part of like the role that you like to play. You know, being right. the best and doing everything, it is more the submissive thing, right? Trying to please, it's that need to please. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, it wasn't long, and I met a guy in a parking lot. It was an area that I knew in a town. I had to drive to meet this guy, Right. Right. But we finally did meet up, and um, and that was the second guy I sucked off, and it was just a quick blow-and-go deal, just like what you said. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so then I came back home. I mean, that was just a simple co- connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me ask you this, was was there less guilt and less of that sort of, holy shit, what I just do after the second time? Um, the wash of guilt still came over me, but it went away faster. Okay. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and then I met this other, this, then on the message boards, I met this guy who had every bit of a nine inch dick. Right. (laughs) I mean, he. And you like big dicks, is what it is for sure. Yeah, right? that's what you think. queen, right? Right. Uh huh. Right, but anyway, the guy I met before, the second guy, he was not that big. He was like on like a six inch, maybe something like that, right? Right. Okay. And it was like when I got him off, it was like he blew his load, and it was like, I mean, you know, here it is in my mouth and everything, and you know, he guys want you to swallow, you know? Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, don't yeah. you want someone like when you're when you're with someone to do swallow, right? You're a guy; you could understand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but you know, you pretty much you know 
sucking them all. I mean, the taste is already there anyway. You've already done the deed. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. just go ahead and give him that last bit that he wants. You know, good yeah. service. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, listen, if you're going to be like, if you want to be humiliated and be pleasing and like, I, you, you have to swallow or have them jizz all over your face. I think that's that's like the epitome of being humiliated. I had a whole jizz quiz once because I've had this argument and this thing about like people that like to jizz on women's faces and people that, you know, want to be jizzed on. Like, I think there's nothing right. more humiliating than that. Do you like for people to just like come all over your face? Yeah, and that, I mean, that guy, the third guy that I met, mm-hmm. that, that 9.5 inch yeah. beautiful clock that I met, yeah, he was more in, he was like the first guy, he was, but I think that he was a little bit more, you know, he was a little bit more, what do you call it, uh, like we, you would say more professional about it. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he wanted. He knew you were going to be a cocksucker, and he was going to use every inch of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this guy, I mean, and he was a married guy, too. I don't know what the second guy, I don't know what he was. Right. This guy was married, too, and you liked when they were married, right? Did, did that make yeah, you feel safer? Not, either married or, or with a girlfriend, and I don't know what he had. I think he... Uh, he didn't have a wedding ring on, but I think he had a girlfriend. Okay. But anyway, he was in a relationship. Yeah. So anyway. But he had to drive from the town that he worked in. He had to go up into another state. Let's just put it that way. Right. To, to see work. you. Oh, to, to work. Okay. Uh-huh. From his house to his work. Yeah. But he had found this... This little flea-bitten hotel looked like the kind of place you would get bed bugs in, right? <laughs> nice, yeah. Uh huh. So I had been talking with him, and we talked on the phone a bunch of times. And it was probably about a forty-five-minute drive for me, but I went and we met at this hotel. And this guy became someone that I saw on more than one occasion. So, right. So now you start, this guy becomes like a regular because it, it was like the biggest dick you've ever seen and it was really good. I mean, it was hard to deep throat. I mean, I couldn't deep throat it. You know. Mm-hmm. You but tried. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, but I wasn't good back then. Right. Okay. How many times did you wind up? How did it, how many times did you wind up seeing him? I probably saw him at that hotel at least a dozen times. Right. Right. And he had me, I mean, you talk about like wanting to give a facial. He gave me, I mean, he knew I had to drive to get there, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, he always paid for the room. I got to give him that, you know? Right. (laughs) But, um, he, um. He shot a load all over. He, he wanted it, you know, most of the time he wanted me to swallow it, you know. Uh-huh. But this one time he blew this huge facial, you know, it's like you're sitting down there, you've been working that dick. And he just pulled out and he just blew that huge facial, facial all over my face. Right. And it was like, and then he's like, and I'll get ready to wipe it off, right? And he's and, and he's doing a whole nine yards to look up at me, baby, smile at me, treat me just like you would treat a woman. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's like, blows like maybe, I don't know, half a dozen nice jets that come all over my face. 
and he is, and he's, and I'm getting ready to wipe it off and he's pulling back and he said, no, I don't wipe it off. I said, why not? He said, I want you to drive home like that. Oh, wow. You must have loved that. And he's, and I'm like, do you want me to what? And I said, I got, I can't, it's in my eyes. And he's like, well, just make your eyes where you can see, but I want you to drive home with that spooge all over your face. And so, you know, yeah, you're right. And I'll, you talk about the humiliating aspects of it. Yeah. No sooner, no sooner than I walk out the door and that's like this flea shanty hotel, right? Like, wait, yeah, there's like this woman out there and I have to walk past her and she's like, oh my God, she sees it, right? Oh my God. Well, did she say anything? I mean, did she just look at you? I mean, what would you say? Oh my God. I mean, she just like said, oh my God, you know? Oh my and then God. I just like covered my face up and went to my car and, and left. Oh my God. But you know, everyone in that hotel is doing something fucked up. She might have been high on heroin or like who knows what she was doing too. So don't worry about it. But I think apart, but I think both of you in this scenario, that's why he was became your regular. Like you were the person that liked to be humiliating, humiliated. Right. He had, and he liked to humiliate. Like that's, you guys were like perfect lovers for each other. Well, I mean, right? Lovers may be a bit much, but well, you know what I'm saying. If you're gonna go have sex with so like a friends with benefits, I don't know what do you want to call yeah. them. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. But anyway, that wasn't the only thing that that guy got me to do. I mean, he liked for me to like like do my lips up in lipstick and stuff. Oh, that's interesting. And he and so you know so I bought several lipsticks. I mean, I got like a. I went to Mac and got like some like some lipsticks like Ruby Blue and Russian Red and stuff like that. Oh, that's interesting that you would took it a little that farther because I was thinking when you were talking to me about like being the girl, the girl, like you use the word I'm the girl in the scenario, yeah. like if that it ever crosses over into any kind of sort of like that you want to be a female kind of a thing. How did you feel right. about like when you were doing the whole lipstick thing for him? Like, was it like, oh, like, you know, because sometimes women, men, whatever, they're just like, I'll just do it for the other person because that's what they like. But sometimes right. you're like, you're you actually like it, too. Right. Which was it? Were you doing it just because that's what he wanted you to do? Or did when you started to do that, like, was that a turn on for you as well? It was kind of a turn on for me as well, because we had talked about it mutually before we had ever encountered uh -huh. anything. Mm -hmm. But the problem with me is I don't have a feminine face. I, I do have like a feminine mouth, like small mouth. Uh-huh. Uh, but I don't have a feminine face. Right. So I never, I did try some like some lashes and eyeliner and stuff one time. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't work for me. You know what I mean? Right. You look but ridiculous. But I can make a pretty good red lip, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Was he the only guy that you did the whole lipstick thing with, or did you like take that on to other people? Um, I did meet a few other guys that were into it, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm going to go ahead and tell you, by and large, the majority of the guys you meet are not going to be into that kind of thing. Because they want you to just be a guy. I guess that's what they want. I don't know, but the right. majority of them are not going to be like put on lipstick for me. It's like, if they could, I mean, yeah, that's like a specific, that's like a, 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 like a, like to me, that's like a, like a, maybe, you know, it's like a very specific thing that I don't yeah. think would be like a common thing. Right. 
Right. But it's yeah. an interesting thing. And it's interesting that you like to chew. Not that just he wanted it, but you actually were into it. Yeah. And I went and looked up some tutorials and stuff and how to make it, you know, make it right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that you get the uh, the beige right and the and the conditioner right and, you know, the lining and all that stuff right. I looked up a lot of that stuff and learned how to do it. Would make he make a, you wear the lipstick like on the way home? Uh, that was kind of like one of the things he would do a couple of times when I... I because I only met this guy like maybe a dozen times or so. Uh-huh. And this is probably about like coming toward the end of this in- sexual encounter that I'm having with him, right? Yeah. Toward the end of the encounters. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, you know, you're sitting down there and you're seeing how far you can get that red line on that cock. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. See how it makes you feel just like a woman. You know? Mm-hmm. And you like that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun, thrilling. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting down here, and of course, it's messing your lipstick up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he winds up getting off, and this was I want to swallow. I swallowed most of his load you know, when I met him. Right. Yeah, it's only a few facials. Uh, a facial without lipstick. I think it was only like two facials with him: one with lipstick and one without. Right, but towards the end, he started to want to push the lipstick thing farther and make you drive home with it or make you drive there with it or, like, what was his deal? Yeah, I had to bring it there, and I would put it on there. Mm -hmm. You could do do a good lip... Since he's rented a hotel room, you know, you had several hours, you know? Right, Uh uh-huh. You could do a good, you know, the lip balm and everything, which I... One thing I did take away from that, having good lips, it really does help. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> with lipstick and i've probably got like five or six different lip balms and they're all effeminate you know all uh-huh. feminine and, and the feminine too like lipstick tunes uh-huh but doing your lips up right really does make for a better blowjob i think it, you need to at least put the lip balm on you know mm-hmm. okay so anyway <clears throat> you know sitting down there and i gave uh, so i gave him head sucked him off and being you know that good little girl you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you got your lipstick messed up. And he's like, baby, you need to fix your lipstick before you head home. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, he wanted me to go. And so why don't, why don't you go in and just touch that lipstick up and before you head out? Yeah. And right. So there you go. Right. Yeah. And, did you, and you did it. Uh, yeah, I did it. And I even remember the color. It was matte red. <laughs> That's a good color. Yeah. So you, why you stopped seeing him? Do you know? It Did just, it just stop? Like maybe he found someone else or like you just stopped talking to each other or like was there a thing that happened? Nothing really happened. It just that the encounters were becoming longer distance apart in uh-huh. terms of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't, um, and this was only the third guy I met and part of the sexual thrill of it is just meeting different people and trying to do different things. And of course, by now I'm trying to work on deep throat skill and he was an excellent one to practice on. I've got to say. Mm-hmm. He was, With, you couldn't do it, but it was good practice. It was good practice. And so I started searching online and I found some, uh, I found a, uh, it's called a super Cox dildo. It's really a vibrator. Mm-hmm. 
it's insertable, like eight inches, eight, eight and a half inches, I think is what it was. Total length was like nine inches. And I got to the point where I could throw it, throw it all the way, you know, that thing at the base where you turn it on? Mm-hmm. I got to the point where I could throw it all the way down to that, and my lips could feel the ridges of that thing where you turn it on. Right. So you taught yourself how with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and then you're, I mean, it just, it just kept progressing to more and more things like this. Like what? Like taking it? Because I was going to say before, like, you know, because you were saying that, like, you would need more than the ad. You need to meet somebody. And so, like, if you only, like, blowjobs, right? Like, how far do you have to take them after, like, you initially, like, you know, after the thrill of that sort of wears off, right? Because now you've done this naughty thing a bunch of times and, you know, you've worn lipstick. Like, how far have you taken it to keep that thrill going? Um. I've done the lipstick thing a few times. Like a, like the guys don't want that. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just not, most of them are not going to be into that. Right, right. You'll find some that'll want you to wear panties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I've done that a few times. One guy brought panties from his wife, wanted me to put them on. And, you know, you do things like that for him to. Right. That, and, uh-huh. But... You know, I was one time I was giving this guy car. Uh, it was car head again, and it was like he, he was like driving around, right? Mm-hmm. And I we met in a mall parking lot. This, and he and I got into his his truck, and we were out driving around. It was like ten o'clock at night, and a few miles down the road, I finally get him off. He pulls over and he like throws me out of the truck. Oh my god! You know, and well, you had no idea that was going to happen. I mean, he's like, you just well, baby, that was pretty good head. Now it's time for you to get out. Time to go. I said, where am I at? Yeah. What did you do? You know, you know how do I get back to my car? I mean, he said, just walk down that highway that way, and you'll see them all. And it was like. Two and a half miles away. Oh my God! Did you did it, did that kind of turn you on? Because it was like you were really treated like a piece of garbage. Yeah, I mean, now why does that? Why is that erotic? Why is that that way? I don't know. I think because you have that in you, and then because you're satisfying it by you know you got the dick in your mouth and all these things that like used to be like the thing that would be like humiliating for you, but then so now you just got to be. It's like the you need them more and more. It's like any kind of addiction, quote unquote. I think that you 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 know it's like you need more to get you off, right? And so I just think that you have a part of you that likes humiliation. So anything that plays into that is going to be great. There's nothing more humiliating than being kicked out of a car. Like as a woman, right? If I really liked a guy or whatever, I'm like with a guy, right? right. And I give him a blowjob and then he throws me out of the car. I mean, like if my girlfriend came to me with that story, I just would be like, oh my, like you just would... How do you recover from, like, how many showers do you have to take before you feel like a normal person after that? Because you feel that exactly. there's nothing more shameful than that. Do you know what I mean? It's such a and fucking like, diss. Right. It's like you have that connection, that female. It, like you're saying, well, it's like if a girlfriend came to you, it's almost like I feel like that girlfriend. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some I part mean, of you, like, that's the that gets you horny. Right. 
And sometimes I wish I did have more feminine look. But, um, you know, that's water under the bridge. You're never going to have that, you know. Mm-hmm. You just have to, because you, have you to like move. the the whole i mean maybe you got a little bit of a cross dresser in you yeah somewhat yeah right did you ever try on the clothes you said you done the panties like was that a turn on too or did you like mostly the makeup uh the makeup looks better you know uh-huh but I'm, i just like i don't i don't have the features for it you know what i mean right just right to, just too masculine Mm-hmm. You and women have it made when it comes to getting dicks. I've got to say that. What do you mean? Like, because can, we could just have them at any time and you want them so you bad that you're a little jealous. That right. you, want. You, get, you have a smorgasbord to choose from. So I have a little bit of pussy envy too. So. Oh, right. It's like you want to be a girl. Yeah, but, you know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't cross that threshold. You just have to work with what you've got and in the confines of what you've got. Right. And now, how many guys do you think in this whole, like, you started in your late 20s, you're in your mid 40s, so you've been doing this for about 15 years, maybe? Like, how many yeah. guys have you seen in that time? Is it like too many to count? Is it like 27? You know exactly how many? Is it like, you know what? I would venture more toward the too many to count mm-hmm. type thing because, I mean, I would even like go like on vacation, do like an overnight trip. Mm hmm. Like, to Charleston, South Carolina was one place I went to. I went to Columbia and I went to Atlanta. Uh, now, are you were you going there like on business, and then you just saw people while you were there? Like, what were you doing in those places? Were you just cruising guys, or were you on vacation by yourself, just traveling? Like, what was your deal? I was just specifically on a dick sucking vacation. Oh, that's interesting. Like, you would and save up all your money and be like, I'm going to Columbia because I want Colombian dick, not because, like, you not, know. Not Columbia, the country. I'm talking about Columbia, South Carolina. Oh! Oh, my uh, God. I'm sorry. Oh my God. No. I'm kind of very leery about. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking you're leery. traveling the world. You're just traveling the United States, you know, the town next to you. <laughs> yeah, a few mi- uh, yeah, a few hundred miles away. Yeah, but... Um, Sorry, let me just recover from that. Okay, so you're... <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you, like, those countries, like, <laughs> STDs are going to be really prevalent, and I don't really... <laughs> right, no, because, listen, I knew these people, I knew a certain group of guys that used to, like, get all their money together and go to, like, Brazil and have, like, hooker vacations. Like, guys do go travel places just for the sex, for real. You know, I just, I, so, okay. But anyway, but you're like started, you took it on the road and you would go like, so you start, you were like, you've had this as a little bit of an addiction, maybe. It is an addiction. I told you it's like an addiction. It's like a drug addiction. Yeah. Right. And like through all your relationships, like you've seen guys on the side. Uh, not while I was dating another girl. I mean, I only lived with that one. And then from then on, I never really lived with any, but I did have some long-term relationships in there. Uh huh. But I, it was never far away. You know, you knew it was like the hounds of hell chasing you. you, you right. Know? So even though you'd be with a woman, you still wanted to be with men. So you would, you would do it with, when you were with the girl behind her back or you did, you stopped when you were with girls. What did you say? Um, I can't say I completely stopped, but right. it gave you more of an incentive to not do it. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you, to me, relationships become boring kind of quickly. 
Right. And what happens is, well, how do I stave off this boredom? You know, well, there's always that Craigslist guy that you haven't met yet that you can go find and you can go suck his cock and he'll blow a load in your mouth and you'll get that thrill again. Right. And, and it's we'll, it's never gotten old for you. That never got old, no. Mm-hmm. And don't, no, does anybody besides me and all my listeners now like know about this thing that you do or is this and besides the guy that you're with? I'm assuming nobody else knows, right? No one knows, no. And let me ask you, would like people that know you, if they found out, would they be like totally shocked? Because that's how I feel. I feel like it's a, that's why I do my show because I'm just like, these are like the regular people doing these things or just like you would never really realize, right? Like would people be like, holy shit, like I would never have any idea that you were like so into blowing guys on the side. Like are you super macho kind of guy? You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Just what you just said. Like exactly. they would never have anybody that knows never. you think that no right they would be blown away yeah and you've and never come across like are you very smart when you do your ads and stuff like you never came across somebody that you knew or anything like that because you know i had somebody on recently and they were like about to meet a couple and then they found out it was like their sister-in-law and her husband or some sh- weird crazy shit like that and i was like oh my god you have to worry about like who you're you know what are the odds if you're sort of looking for dick in your town or the next town right that you might run into somebody from work or somebody's brother you know you just don't know right did you have any kind of crazy experiences like that or you could look at people far away that's why I travel away from this town that I'm right. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I go away. So you've and, never had that problem. And, and of course, you don't want to have strangers coming over to your house to God. Oh, well, I have had them come by here, but... But you don't have you don't you can't have your house like looking like a drug house. Different people all the time, you know. Right, right. Different guys coming in and out all the time. Right, they wonder what the fuck's going on. So you're smart about it, and it's not like you're cheating so much. So it's not like you have to hide what you're doing on your computer or anything like that, right? Because you're, I'm assuming you're constantly on maybe I guess Craigslist now. Is that where you get your guys? At Craigslist and a few other sites on there, any kind of connection site like that. But uh, I did have a girlfriend one time, and this was something that was kind of, uh-oh. This, we were going to the movies, right? Right. So we're going to stop by my house for a minute, and I'm going to find out what's playing at the movie theater. Of course, the computer is asleep. Right. And so I shake the mouse and wake it up. Oh, no. There's this picture of a big ass cock on the computer screen oh my god and she sees how long it. were you dating her for probably three or four months okay what did she do uh i just heard her have a i heard that that suck in of breath i heard i heard that she saw what was there yeah but she was cool about it and she didn't say anything and we went and looked up what was on at the movie theater, and we went and watched the movie. And she didn't say anything, and she stayed dating you after that? Yeah, she, she, we continued to date after that. Interesting. I would have like and, a million questions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did, but... I'm always so jealous of these women that could just like keep like their minds out of like these sort of situations that come up with men. 
that sort of are so obvious that they're like either cheating or fucking guys are all, you know, and it's like the women are just able, some women are just able to completely be like ob- oblivious to it. It's like, you know, she could, have, she could have played her cards right. And we could have probably blew a guy together or something, but right. If she, you mean, if she had brought it up, would you be like, if you met a girl, right? Like, I don't know, like that four year relationship was your longest relationship. You get bored of it. You might just not be like a relationship person. Right. But if you met a girl, right. And somehow it came up, you know, or she admitted she maybe she told you, I like by guys, you know, and you're like, Oh God, like that's perfect. Cause I like, like, would you be open to sort of letting a woman know what you're into and doing that with a girl? Uh, I mean, it's like, that's things you're hiding from your relationship partner. You know what I mean? But what if you didn't have to hide it? Like, what if she brought it up? Like, is it something like, would that be great? Like, would that be like the perfect woman for you? Like, you could be with her. her. What? I might would test her. I I mean, this is the female in me now, right? Women like to test. You know what I mean? They like to test guys. I might would put you on the other foot and I might would test her. And I was like, oh, really? How would you like to see me suck a dick or something like that? You know? Right. just probe it and see what she says. Uh-huh. And what if she said, like, what if she said that would actually turn me on? Uh, I would say, I would probably tell her to find a guy. And, and of course, I would have final say. I mean, right. I would mm-hmm. need, mm-hmm. need or anything. But, but you'd be into it. Like, you would sort of be open to exploring that with a woman if she was oh. in- into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really would. Mm-hmm. And since I can't buy all those feminine things from me, I'd buy them for her. <laughs> there was. Let me tell you, there was a guy. I forget what his fake name was, because and I'm taping his podcast tomorrow. Um, he was a guy that was doing a lot of this kind of stuff behind his wife's back, but they were doing a lot of like stuff together that was like really hardcore that I was like, why wouldn't you just tell her that you're into God? I don't know. And he did tell her and I'm getting the scoop on what went down with that kind of information tomorrow. Actually, I'm taping that episode, but it's always sort of interesting. I mean, I do think that, uh, there are women out there that would be okay with that. I mean, it's hard to find. It's not the common thing, you know, but, uh, you know, maybe for you, that would be, that's probably the right kind of girl for you. And if you could be sexually sort of like open in your rela- with somebody in a relationship, you'd probably be more into a relationship. Yeah, it definitely would because it wouldn't be just that same vanilla thing all the time. Mm-hmm, which you that, get bored that, of. Yeah, you get bored of. Um. But, you know, you might be like, I mean, vanilla. Like, I think sometimes people that are like, you know, have addictive personality types or like are addicts because I was one. You know, I'm like a sober person for like 14 or 15 years at this point. And what happens a lot of time and, you know, is that what feels like you say vanilla is just like a regular relationship. Like real relationships are like kind of flat, right? Like they're not like really, really up or down, you know, like, you know, they're not like what you experience oh, yeah. when you go to meet guys. And so like maybe, you know, what happens. You such a bound. You know what's going to happen next. Yeah, <laughs> but like with addicts, what happens is they need that up and down. They need that high. They're chasing their dragon. Like, you know, they need that, they, that rush is what they become addicted to or used to that. So if you have something that doesn't have that, it's not appealing, right? What turns you on is that sort of rush and that high and that 
thing and you know and chasing the dragon and so if you're in a normal relationship that's good and you don't have that you know that's not going to do it for you but like if you sort of fixed yourself up right and you know and were in an attic you know like you could be in a relationship and be okay with that sort of flat line kind of experience which is very different than being an addict because I lived as an addict with that up and down and all that high kind of stuff and now I live like just that regular sort of at peace kind of vanilla life that you say and it's much better I have to say because I would the problem with chasing the dragon all the time is that like you you don't always get it. Like a more, you're more disappointed than not. Maybe you're not. Like we, you know, I don't know. Like, how do you feel with like your dick sucking thing? Like, do you feel like it's just something that you love to do and it totally fulfills you, or do you feel like you're always still searching to scratch that itch? Yeah, you're always scratching the itch, and I mean, I don't know how you could ever feel fulfilled just by getting guys off in your mouth. I mean. <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean Len, let me ask you this. How long of a time do you, th- does it like consume a lot of your time, like looking for the guys, arranging, meeting them, posting ads, looking through ads, like besides the actual meeting them, like is it a part of, is it like a huge part of your life or is it just something you do every now and then maybe once a month or every couple of, you know what I mean? I'm probably on Craigslist just perusing probably once every day mm-hmm. just to see if something and i might post an ad once now back in my peak i was posting ads like crazy and all right but now i might post one every month or so uh-huh and then you're and on. Might, right and i might meet a guy about maybe every every month or so, and it's probably commensurate with that every month or so or something not not too often now Mm-hmm. And you'll get text messages back from some guy that you met before. Hey, are you still, are you still on it, or you know? Right, but you need new, right? Every all the time, right? Isn't that what you need to to keep sort of moving forward to keep this like you know, a turn on, right? Variety, right? And another thing that I'm sharing with women on this type of stuff is like when you're younger, it seems like you have more alternatives. <laughs> you know what I'm, you right. know what I'm saying but right. as you get a little bit older it's a slim picking right not everyone it, wants that listen remember what you said when you, you I remember what you said about that first ad you're like you know you were in your late 20s and your your age range was someone around your age at, in late 20s remember think of how what how you okay. feel in late 20s in your 20s you think like 40s people in their 40s are so old right like right <laughs> You know, and now you're in your 40s, right? And you feel the same as you did in your 20s. So you're like, I'm not old, but you can't explain that to your 20-something-year-old self, right? We can't tell that to some. Yeah, they're going to have to experience it themselves. I mean, some people have a thing for older, right? Um, But a lot of times for somebody that's younger, right, It's uh, they're more looking for people their own age, right? And not as many people are looking for older. But I think with you and what you're looking for, you're going to get, there's a lot of guys in your age range. I think younger generation are more open about things that they do. And I think a lot of people are living less like sort of secret lives and they're doing these things more out and 
the open, I think, a little bit more than when you were, you know, growing up because I'm more a part of your generation, right? But so I think that there's a lot of guys in their 40s and 50s and 60s that are, you know, maybe in relationships, married or divorced, and they're secretly into having a guy suck their dick. I think there's tons of them still available. So I would be surprised that you can't get as much action as you did when you were younger. Well, that 40-year-old guy wants a 25-year-old guy sucking his dick. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, duh. Uh, I forgot. Right. And would you... Right, right. If you see that and, you know, that's going to... You'll see that prevalently. Right. I forgot that. You're the girl. I forgot you're the girl in the relationship. (laughs) Right. Yeah, you're being the girl, you know? Yeah, you're the girl. And even in your life, right. Who's going to get more dick? It's just, I mean, the young college hottie Mm -hmm. or the woman who's... 45 years old, 50 years old, mm-hmm. the young college hottie's going to get hit a lot. You know? Yeah, it's just the way that it goes. I mean, people are attracted. Like It's like, a, you know, the, the They're attracted the youth to youth. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. vain. I mean, uh, I mean uh, maybe they're, what's the word I'm looking for here? They're, uh, and I am too. I mean, I really am attracted to So you have I, to go for I, really old guys. So you'll be the young one. You like you have to go for like sixty-five-year-old guy. <laughs> see, I'm not attracted to that. So. <laughs> there you go. Right. Well, what if they have so, a really big dick? <laughs> yeah, maybe if he's fifty. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah. what is your age range? I mean, would you go with the fifty-five-year-olds or no way? No way. Um, I would probably cut it off in the mid-fifties, something like that. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you though, that guy who's in his mid-thirties in his prime. I mean. That's the one that you want, but mm-hmm. the older you get in a situation like I am, the yeah. less you're going to have it. Yeah. I think what you yeah. should use in your ads is like the word daddy. <laughs> oh, God. No. What do you mean, oh, God? Then you're going to attract the guys, the younger guys that have that fantasy. That's a fantasy. The daddy well, thing. You will, you will find that occasionally. You're going to have to start cool. using it because you're going to be in your 50s soon. And that's going to, you pull that card. I'm just telling you, it'll help. And you're going to find a whole other guy. It's like a fetish thing. Do you know what I mean? You know, I think I just need to find a good woman now. <laughs> but Right. Are you like looking for maybe a real relationship? Is Are you lonely? Like, what's your deal? Uh, yeah. If a good woman were to come along, yeah, I would. But uh, how far I could tell her about this side of me, it'll always be like a roadblock. You know yeah, I mean? it's so, yeah. Because I don't think sooner that, or later, if you have something, somebody really intimate in your life, they, you you have to be able to tell them everything about yourself. Right. Or that mm-hmm. relationship is always fractured. Right. So you know, keep me posted if you meet a girl. I mean, like this whole story, I think is so fascinating because it's like I've heard it many, many times. Right. Right. Uh, it's not. It's not uncommon as people would think that it is. No, it's not. Because every guy besides you, right? You have all those guys that you can't count on your one hand, right? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, if you want to know a true number, I, I would say it'd have to be at least 150 different guys. By right. Me. And my last question to you is all those guys, right, out of that 150 guys, do, would you say, what's the percentage of them that were like doing this on the down low? And what percentage were gay? 100%, 150 of them. A hundred percent. I would scream for that. I did not want to meet an effeminate type gay guy at all. I did not want that. Right. So there you go. And you're one guy, right? And that's 150 guys out there living a double life. So. 
<laughs> and it's more than that because there's a lot of them that contacted me that like, they would send me like pictures and stuff. I mean, I, like I say, I would screen like the Red Cross. Yeah. If, I, I had one guy who sent me a picture of beautiful dick, and this has not been but two months ago. I still got it in my email somewhere. Uh -huh. He sent me a dick pic. And it was like a beautiful cut, nice, perfect cock, the kind that you really would like to worship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That nice looking. Uh-huh. He was, he was like 29, something years old. Uh-huh. And you could look at his hand and you could see where he had been a, a heroin injection mark. Oh, you saw track marks. And so that guy, you know, as much as I wanted to. And would have loved for it to been something. Uh, it would no, it was not going to work. Right. Well, at least you're smart about it. You know, I think yeah. you're you're very smart about it. Uh, so that's a good thing. So I even looked at the at, at their fingernails. Like if they take a picture of their dick, you can see their feet and stuff. Uh huh. Either toenails and stuff. I think I make a judgment call based on that. I know? know. I just talked to a girl that takes dick pics, and I was like, the most fascinating part of a dick pic to me is always like the other things in it, right? Like what I could read, like where are they, like what you know, like the background yeah. stuff, right? You could get a lot of information sometimes from a dick pic, and guys have no idea you're looking at. Look, you're looking at toenails and stuff, right? <laughs> Well, you want to see how clean they are, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, On dating because, websites, when people would post pictures of themselves, I would be looking at like their window treatments and stuff in the back to sort of analyze like how nice their place is. <laughs> terrible, yeah. but like we all look like that. But anyway, I know you have to go. So thanks so much for calling in and, and being so honest about all the stuff that you do. All right, Kathy, have a good day. You too. Thanks so much for calling in. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.